there is nothing worse than potential unrealized. We all have things that hold us back. What if we could find a way to get us unstuck? I'm Lachelle Weeby, and I am going to walk alongside you as you make the decision to get unstuck. Tune in as I help you realize that you are not alone, inspire hope, and offer practical solutions to help you step boldly into the life that you are meant to live. Hey everybody, welcome to the next episode of the Unstuck Podcast. And today I get to interview Dr. Melissa King. Girl, you have been somebody that I've looked up to since we first met in San Francisco a couple years ago. Love your story, love your passion for helping people. And I don't know if I'm more impressed with the fact that You're an infectious diseases physician, you're an amazing mom of three, and you are a super, super successful business owner and somebody that I look up to from the entrepreneurial space. So it's almost like I don't even know where to go with this and and what kind of angle we want to take this. But I really just want people to first get a sense from you, kind of what is Melissa King about? What are you up to these days? Tell us a little bit about you. Okay. First, I just want to say thank you to Michelle for inviting me on her podcast because I think that's so special and I feel honored. I never take anything for granted. I don't believe in coincidences. I think everything happens for a reason. And a little bit about me, like you said, Michelle, like I'm an infectious diseases doctor. I did start a skincare business. Oh my gosh, it sounds crazy to say almost six years ago, but it was almost six years ago. I feel really old now. (laughs) I have three kids, ages eight, six, and four years old right now. And yeah, life is pretty much crazy. And I would say that I'm really about helping people find themselves and make their mark on this world, kind of like you, which is why I think it's so amazing to connect with so many like-minded and like-hearted people, I Mm -hmm. say through our skincare business, because that's how we met, right? Right. but it's the same kind of person with the same kind of, not dreams, but same kind of goal, I would say, of really stepping out of our comfort zones. Because obviously, as a doctor, doing a skincare business doesn't make any sense at all, because I'm not a dermatologist. <laughs> but we're both able to step outside of our comfort zones for the purpose of helping others. And that's so important to me. And the one thing I would say is that as a doctor, I, of course, I'm like thankful for all the heroes out there, especially during this time. They're working in the front lines. They're putting themselves ahead of everything else, including their families and things like that. Um, as a doctor, I really did feel like I, of course, I was touching people's lives, but through other businesses and such, I was able to see that I don't know that everyone has gifts and talents, and I was so thankful to be able to tap into mine. And just being able to see what that journey looked like. So take us down that that journey. You said that you were an infectious diseases doctor and then you started a skincare yeah. business. And you said that that wasn't anything that you had kind of thought that was going to be in your cards, I guess. And so take us down. No. How did you go from one to okay. where you're at now? Skincare is definitely not in my wheelhouse. <laughs> uh, neither is sales. I always joke that I prescribe antibiotics all day long, but nobody ever asks me if I ever took them. Do you know what I mean? And I'm not trying to sell them either. I'm just recommending them right. to writing the prescription. Yeah. 
I started that skincare business thinking, you know, what if I could help somebody, just one person with their skin or help them make some money? Because I knew that as a doctor, I couldn't help people make money. Mm -hmm. And I prayed about it. And I just felt really convicted to just try and do this. And of course, as you know, Michelle, I don't do anything halfway. I'm pretty much all in or (laughs) (laughs) nothing. Yeah. So once I decided I was convicted to start building this business, I just went forward and began sharing it with as many people as I could to see if they needed the business or the skincare. And, you know, the thing about it is if they said no, I was like, no problem. Like if you, I believe timing has a lot to do with it. And so if people weren't interested, it was no problem, but it just became a really interesting way of helping others and seeing how you know, a lot of times we buy things off of the recommendations of others and Mm -hmm. that's what we do. And so I felt like I was sharing about the skincare, sharing about the opportunity, but I never felt like I was really selling something I didn't believe in. Yeah. I just went forward in that, in that spirit. And so you really started because you found that it might be a way for you to help people in a different way than what you were doing at the hospital. And, you know, it doesn't sound, I don't hear you say that, oh my gosh, like I was miserable. Like I wasn't being fulfilled. Like it was literally just like, Hey, like I like what I'm doing, but this is just another thing that I can do. Right. And I can relate to that so much because that was really my story. Right. I felt very happy and content with what I was doing in my anesthesia career and teaching at the program I was teaching it. And when this came into my life, it was really just another way for me to give customer service that I couldn't do what happened for me was all of a sudden, it was almost like God opened my eyes to see the things that maybe I couldn't see before that weren't sitting okay with me. Did you find that that was the case with you at all? Yeah, definitely. I definitely didn't think or know that I was missing anything in my life for starting the skincare business. And of course, afterwards, you know, seeing all the blessings and benefits that have come from it, I just know Like there was a reason for all of it. So it's hard. Like you said, a lot of times we are searching for something because we're coming from a place of need or a deficit. And I definitely wasn't. I thought everything was fine. I thought, checked all the boxes. You know, I was in my mid thirties position, you know, with three kids, like what else is there for me to do, but continue. But I think when we open our heart and our minds and our eyes sometimes to new opportunities and I think it takes a certain type of person to do that like I don't think everybody can do that a lot of people are just very comfortable being comfortable right and I'm just not one of those people (laughs) I always am interested in learning and growing and trying to be better whether or not like it comes out yeah successful in the end I think that you know that's why we connected so much is because I had a friend recently describe this as a false summit where he said, you know, you go after a goal and you work really hard to get there and then you get there and you are like, wait a minute, like this isn't the end for me. Like we're constantly driving and striving. So that was kind of where I was at too in my anesthesia career. I got there, I got my doctorate, I was teaching at a program that was my dream job and it was fine. But then I realized that there's another step, there's another peak that I have to go after. And that's kind of what it sounds like you can relate to as well. For sure. And I think what happens is a lot of people end up settling in some way mm-hmm. in life in a lot of ways yeah. and settling for good and not great. And that's mm. the part that makes me really emotional. And just, you know, this journey 
is of life is just really crazy and I think people if you want more out of life you kind of have to go after it Mm -hmm. I really believe that the more you put into it the more you get out of it and one thing that I realized through the business and being because I I never would have thought of myself as an entrepreneur really yeah is the thought of redefining success so as we call success to me and to maybe people that were looking up from the outside was, okay, you have a big car, you have a big house, you have three kids, you, um, you're a doctor, you know, that's success. And I don't think that that is. <laughs> I think everyone has their definition of success. And the thing is, as you grow and as you change and as you age, because none of us really stay stagnant, mm-hmm. is you redefine that success. So maybe it was getting that corporate office or maybe it was going up the ladder or getting the promotion or whatever it is. But now you're realizing at what cost I do this, but I'm not spending any time with my family, which is kind of where I was at. Right. I just didn't know it. I was working 80 to 90 hours a week. I knew that's what I signed up for and it was fine. Like I accepted that. Right. But then as you go through life, you're like, wait a second, I don't understand. I'm barely seeing my kids and is that success? I'm barely spending time with my loved ones. Is that success? You know, I have this house, but I'm barely in it, you know? Is that success? And so I think that's kind of something that I've been learning on this journey. I heard once somebody asked me to think about not like what I want to be when I grow up, but what kind of life do I want to have? And I think that that's really important for us to think about. Like you had the car, you had the house, you had the family, you had all of the things, you had the title, but did you have the life that you thought you were going to be living? And I think that sometimes we don't think about the trades that we're going to have to make to have a certain life. And for me, one of the things that being an entrepreneur did was open my eyes to the fact that it doesn't have to be an all or nothing. It doesn't have to be this or that, but it can be both. And that's where I found for me was that I could find a way to help people in a bigger way. I could find a way to be fulfilled and challenged, but yet not have to give up all of my time to everybody else and leave my kids neglected. And it sounds like that's kind of what this journey has done for you as well. Totally. So true. You know, you said success redefined. So right now, Melissa, how are you defining success for you? Oh, my goodness. And this day and age with COVID honestly <laughs> it's like just surviving the day yeah it's like really a win right like right not I mean it's just so crazy I don't think any of us imagined that a pandemic was going to change our lives forever like and I really do believe that. I feel like everything has been changed forever you know as we go back to a sort of normal or like daily living with distancing I think for me, success is just being better than you were yesterday, mm-hmm. making someone's life a little bit easier. I really love like random acts of kindness and just being kind. And it's so funny because I heard this recently about someone was talking about being nice versus being kind and how being nice is just, you know, you're a nice person. But yeah. being kind is like you really go out of your way to make the time to do something for somebody else. I like that. I love that. I do too. So tell us a little bit about some of the things that you've had to kind of wrestle with throughout your life while you've been on this journey to where you are now. Well, when I first started, 
Um, the skincare business, obviously, Brian was not excited about it. He was actually kind of embarrassed. Didn't really, I didn't really know what it was. He didn't, he just was like, you're a doctor. I don't get it. You're not a salesperson. Mm -hmm. Please stop. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I felt convicted. So I pushed forward in that and pretty strong minded. And so that was a hurdle, I think, to not have all the support of everybody that you Mm -hmm. care about. But I think, you know, if you have a dream or if you have drive, like you said, you have to live it out and there's going to be everyone's journey is different every all the obstacles for each person is different Mm -hmm. so that's kind of like that was part of my journey you know just to continue through that that's a big hurdle to have to get through if your husband is not in alignment with what it is that you want to do and you have to overcome or go through that without the support system that you would normally have what advice would you give somebody that's in that boat right now I would say to really sit down and have communication, of course, is key. And if you have something inside of you, don't let anybody take that away from you. I would still say that because I was listening to this other lecture from an entrepreneur and she was saying, you know, if you have an idea and a dream, sometimes it's good to not talk about it with anybody because you can get distracted, you can get deterred, you can get depressed. And just from even their lack of support, even one comment, one word, one look, one feel. Mm -hmm. And I just really encourage you to not let yourself like get off track from that. Like really, if you feel strongly about something, stick to it. You have this gut, this instinct, this intuition Mm -hmm. and stick with it. Because you felt very strongly that in your case, God had really put something on your heart to go after. And so I did. You were able to essentially show Brian what this could do for your family. Instead of having to try to convince him as you go, you were like, here, honey, like, look what I'm doing with this. And I think that that seems like in talking to you, something that has helped him kind of become a believer in what you're doing. Well, and I would have done it regardless because of that conviction, because I really did feel like when I prayed about it, I really did feel like God had led me to this business and that he constantly reminded me it wasn't about me. So for me, that was like all the green light I needed to keep going. Mm. As far as Brian, I mean, men, I think sometimes need to see the dollar sign and things like that. So that that may have helped him. Yeah. But for me, that was never the starting or or motivating factor. Although I'm very grateful for the income because it really allows me to be present with my kids. And not only that, it allows me to dream bigger for myself too, which sounds kind of crazy. No, that doesn't sound crazy at all. I got to just wonder, I would love for audience to just kind of hear your journey on that and whether or not you were able to keep doing your medicine practice and your business at the same time, because it sounded like you were working 70 to 80 hours a week. You have three kids, you're married. So all of those things are demanding of your time. So how in the world did you fit this business into that? And how did you overcome those types of things when you were starting out? I do get emotional sometimes because I was working a lot as a physician in private practice and I was spending a lot of time, obviously, on the skincare business as well. So there were some sacrifices that were made, you know, spending time with my family being one of them. Mm -hmm. And I just think it has to be different for everyone. I hesitate to say, like, 
you should do this or that or recommend yeah. to the audience anything because you really just have to figure out what's going to be worth it for you. And I don't think anybody can tell you that. Only you know. Right. Yeah, what it's going to cost and what sacrifice you're willing to give up. And it's going to look different for everybody. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you are not full-time employed as a physician any longer. Is that correct? Right. I was, I had my own private practice. So I retired from that practice, wow, like two and a half years ago. But I still serve as in administration for some of the community hospitals and things like that, which is awesome because I get to keep my feet in the hospital mm-hmm. a little bit. So yeah. use my doctor brain and my MD degree and all of that, my medical degree, like that is still good to me. I still like, I still love doing that. I yes. love infectious diseases, even during this crazy time. But um, yeah, I'm able to do it on my time the way I want to do it, which is like, who doesn't want to do that? I right. Guess. <laughs> and it sounds to me like if I had to kind of take what you've just said and, and package it up, it was that when you made the decision to do the skincare business and you decided that you were going to do it well if you did it, you had to make a decision to actually put the effort into it on top of your oh, crazy yeah. busy schedule, right? And it sounds to me like you must have seen the potential in what you were doing. You could see the bigger picture. Is that kind of accurate? So that you knew you that know, you were I, trading time? Yeah. I could see that to me, it it would have been worth it just to help one person. I'm like a firm believer in that. Like it would have been worth it just to help one person, let alone however many amazing people it seems like I've helped, but really who have helped me, but even just one person. So I just feel like, yeah, like even if you don't see the whole vision, because I didn't, I didn't know. I thought I was just saying yes. And maybe if I could help one person, that'd be awesome. Yeah. (laughs) But I would have never dreamed of like this, but sometimes that's how God and that's how life ends up and works out. Yeah. So what other things did you have to overcome in order to become who you are right now? I think hearing the word no. I think a lot Mm. of people take it personally. I think a lot of times we think a lot more of ourselves than anybody else really does. You're worried about wearing this or buying that or saying this and doing that and honestly like not that nobody cares but nobody cares as much as you do right and so just go out there and be yourself and obviously nobody's nobody is perfect and if you mess up you know what that's okay actually that's something I've been struggling with is fear of success or fear of failure Mm. whichever way you want to look at it but You know, if you don't fail, like think about how many times anybody who has ever accomplished anything in their life, you think they all did it the first time around the right way, the best way, the, like the first, there's no way. Right. So failure is part of success, you know. I've heard that referred to as the Edison method and Thomas Edison failed 10,000 times before he perfected the light bulb. And so he didn't think of it as failures. He's like, I had 10,000 experiments that I learned what not to do. Right. And I think that that's something that as a driven woman, as a professional, as a perfectionist, perhaps, it sometimes can keep us from moving forward. And tell us a little bit more about what that means to you, the fear of success. Yeah, I think people are afraid of success because they're afraid of maintaining it. They're Mm. afraid of like hitting that goal and falling backwards. But you know what? The thing about life and anything really in life is that 
I've learned that nothing is linear. Everything is like this, mm-hmm. you know? I have embarked on this like fitness journey over the last two years, as you know, and that also is up and down. And that's life. That's normal. Like no one is stagnant. Like I said, no one is static and going through life like this. They're going like this. And then you, you take a step back. So hills and valleys. Yeah. Right. The important thing is that overall you're trending upwards. Right. Right. And I think that you said earlier that so many people just kind of live with good and not great. And I think that sometimes we have to acknowledge that we're going to have to put up with the hills and the valleys in order to get to the great. If we're going to stay in the good, it doesn't always feel good. And that's the thing. So you kind of have to put up with the things. And it sounds to me like, you know, you had never been in sales before. And so hearing no is probably not something that you had to deal with a lot. Um, Going through medical school and residency and your practice, it's totally different. So do you feel like that experience in itself has shaped who you've become? Yeah, I guess so. I think I always tell my team that no just means not right now. Because sometimes it feels like a no and it's it can be hard to hear, but it sometimes just means not right now because the timing is not there or you know, people go at their own pace and people are gonna do what's important to them. They're gonna prioritize what's important to them and that's something we don't have a lot of control over. So see how many life lessons come from this. It's like now we're talking about letting go of things that you have no control over and focusing on what you do have control over in life. So talk about that a little bit, because I've heard you talk about the circle of control and influence and, and that yes. kind of stuff. So enlighten our audience for your with your expertise on that. Yeah, so I was fascinated with this idea because I think a lot of people, especially type A or perfectionists as we mm-hmm. can be as, you want to be in control of everything and you want to know the outcome and you want to know exactly how things are going to turn out and you want to know that everything's going to be okay and that you're going to be successful. And that's just not how things work out. Like you are not going to be able to control anybody. I mean, it's difficult enough having self-control. Right. (laughs) So think about like all these things that you're trying to manipulate and control. It doesn't necessarily work like that. And so there is something, however, called, influence. And I think influence is something that you do have control over. You can influence people. And that's probably a better way of living your life than trying to control people. But just that circle of influence that you have and using it for better and for good. Right. And really reminding people that the only thing that we really can control is our actions and our attitudes. And that's something that you've taught me as well. And so really recognizing that It's just that tiny little circle of control in the center of your actions and your attitudes and everything else is either out of your control or just something that you can influence. And I think that that's important to remember because I think that so often we want to try to have control over everything and that prevents us from going forward, prevents us from taking risks, prevents us from really finding the joy in the ups and downs because we think we have more control than we have. (laughs) Yes, a thousand percent. And I think it leads to a lot of anxiety and worry and frustration and depression and discouragement over the things that you can't control when really sometimes you just need to let that go. I know it's difficult. We're talking about it right now, Sean, like obviously so much easier said than done. Right. I have my own issues every single day (laughs) of letting go of things like your expectations of your children, things Mm. like that. 
that you believe are a representation of you as a mother, like things like that. So it's just, you know, we're all in this together. We're all trying to, and that's why we all need just an extra measure of grace every single day. And I, you know, have to just tell you that you always embody such humility, very, very humble, but girl, like you are at the, what, I don't even know, like the top half percent I don't even know, is it even smaller than that in the company that you represent? So it's like literally at the top of the top. And I have to remind people that are listening that you are a physician. You have a beautiful life. You are on this amazing fitness journey. So you look amazing. You have all the success in your in your business. And yet you still struggle every day. Oh, yes, for sure. And it's funny because it's like we all have different struggles when we were like children and growing up and everything, I don't believe those struggles ever really leave you. I think you just learn to deal with them better. Mm-hmm. You learn to cope with them better, but those struggles are always the same and everyone's struggling. I think there's that quote that's like, you don't know anyone's burden because you haven't had to carry it. It's right. true. Like right. everyone's fighting a battle that you know nothing about. Right. And so that's why, I never think I'm, oh, well, I've got it better. (laughs) I never think that because I know that's just not true. Do you ever get to, like, I find myself sometimes getting down on myself when I'm not handling things, I guess, as well as I think I should, because I do feel that I'm pretty resilient and persistent and strong, you know, mindset wise, but I still struggle every single day. And then I get mad at myself for struggling. Do you ever find that that happens with you as well? Oh, for sure. I think we're our strongest and worst critic, right? But you have to just kind of take that negative talk. And I'm just, again, I'm saying this, and I definitely don't do this well at all, is you have to push that negative talk away Mm. because it doesn't do anybody any good. I want to talk really quickly just about your courage, because I think that it took a lot of courage for you to listen to your intuition when you felt like God was pulling you towards this business. And then you made the decision to push forward, even though you might not have had a circle around you that was overly supportive at the time. You made a decision to push forward to pursue this business and and set aside what you thought your life was supposed to look like as a physician. Tell us about how you were able to kind of go forward with that when most people would be like, oh my gosh, that's way too scary. I can't do that. I think the opposite of courage is like really fear, right? Like right. You're, you're scared. You're scared of failing. You're scared of putting yourself out there. You're scared of rejection. Mm-hmm. There's so many fears that we have. And for me, I think one of the lessons I've learned is I wanted to start making decisions out of faith Mm. and love and things like that versus making decisions out of fear or doubt. And that's something like I'm still learning. I get emotional about it because it's not just, oh, you have courage and you push forward. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it. You know, it's something that it's really mental. And that's why, I mean, Michelle, you know that I'm so big about mindset. And one of the things actually I, have not even said this in public really is I've been looking into maybe perhaps some health coaching in that aspect because I believe so strongly about mindset and your mental emotional and physical wellness Mm -hmm. in this life in this age especially in this time of COVID that a lot of us are missing that mental emotional wellness piece it's such a big deal yeah it's 
everything. Well, thank you for just highlighting that because I got to tell you that I don't know if you knew this. My sister struggled from a drug addiction, prescription drug addiction. And one of the treatment centers that she was at had our family join her for part of her treatment. And I remember very much sitting in this room where one of the counselors told us that in order for us to not enable her, we have to make all of our decisions out of love and not fear. And it stuck with me so much because I think that we can use that in every aspect of our life, the small things and the big things. And I think what you're telling us is making all your decisions in love and not fear so that when the time comes for the big decisions, you've built that muscle with the small ones. Totally. And it's just like you said, it's a muscle that needs to be exercised. And the more you use it and the more you do it, the easier it becomes. And that's just regular habit change. And I just got to tell you that if your definition of success is that you've helped at least one person, just know that you've accomplished that. And (sighs) when we met, Instant Connection really felt a draw to your story because it's so much like my own. And I remember you telling me because I had such a fear of putting myself out there and such a fear of what other people might think. And I remember you telling me, Lachelle, it's not about you. And you said that in the loving way, like, stop making this about you. And so I find myself whenever I'm scared, whenever I'm nervous to do something, whenever I'm fearing that I'm going to mess up or offend somebody or whatever, I have to just remember that I'm making it about me at that moment. And that I have got to make it not about me, but about the person I'm about to serve. And that little piece of advice has been carrying with me since we talked. And I use it constantly and I teach the people that I lead to do the same. And so if I find myself paralyzed in fear, I have to ask myself, am I making this about me at this moment or am I a servant? And if I'm making it about me, then I have to stop that so that I can serve. And so I just wanted to thank you for that and share that with our audience that they can hear these beautiful words from you that we can all take together and move forward and not be okay with good, but be moving towards great. And so I want to ask you for one question that you would like our audience to think about in order to move them forward. I would ask you if you believe that you are living out your purpose in this life. Mm, I love that. That is deep. (laughs) And I think that anybody that would say no or hesitates in that needs to re-listen to this episode again and reach out to me or reach out to you. So how would somebody get a hold of you if they want to work with you in your skincare business or watch you on your fitness journey or just follow your journey? How would somebody get a hold of you? Okay, so Facebook and Instagram. So on Facebook, you can post it, Michelle. Yep. Melissa Quo King. And then on Instagram, it's at Dr. Melissa Quo King. And I'd be happy to discuss that with anybody, with anything that we talked about today. Awesome. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you for being an inspiration to me. And thank you for being an inspiration to every single person that gets to listen to this. Thank you, Michelle. Thanks. I hope you have a really good day. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Don't forget to hit subscribe so that you don't miss any of this awesomeness. And I will see you here next week as we discover ways to get ourselves unstuck and walk together in order for all of us to step boldly into the life that we are meant to live. Bye.